Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today is St. Patrick's Day. If you're listening to this podcast on the day of its publication, we are probably wearing green or plan on eating some Irish stew or something like that this evening. And so I just want to say to all of you, happy St. Patrick's Day. And typically here on the podcast, we uh, read a lesson or reading from the daily lectionary and then do a biblical reflection. But today, since it's St. Patrick's Day, I want to tell you just a little bit about St. Patrick. Uh, when I was doing doctoral work at Asbury Theological Seminary a number of years ago, um, studying missionary history in the British Isles was a part of my doctoral dissertation. So I was able to nerd out a little bit by reading um, really everything I could get my hands on about the Irish church and specifically St. Patrick. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit of a story today um, on the podcast. This is a departure, but I'm pretty pumped about it if I'm honest. So St. Patrick was born in Great Britain and was raised in a Christian household and probably upper upper class, a, a child of wealth. And at some point during his childhood, uh, he was stolen from his home and taken to Ireland against his will to work in the fields as a slave, as a shepherd. And after many years in captivity in Ireland, Patrick escaped and returned home to Britain where he lived. Uh, while he was back at home, he began to sense a call from the Lord to return to the land of his captivity. Uh, he was actually haunted by Jesus' words, which said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so the story goes, Patrick returned to Ireland, but this time not as a slave. This time he went to the land of his former captivity as a willing, joyful, free missionary. And his missionary work to Ireland is um, noteworthy. And so what I want to do just for a few moments is to reflect on what I consider to be some of the treasures of St. Patrick's work. And uh, then we'll just uh, see maybe what those things might mean for us today. First, Patrick was dedicated to mission and evangelism. As the story goes, there were um, clusters of Christians in the south of Ireland and so um, where did Patrick go? He went north. He went where there were no Christians. Then he obeyed a call to evangelize people of influence. And in doing so, he was willing to um, connect with chieftains and local rulers. And he went into a deeply pagan place with the gospel and was unafraid uh, to push the frontiers for um, the kingdom of God regarding missionary work and evangelism. And as I think about our life together, and I think about specifically the church where I serve as pastor and my own sense of calling and obligation as a Christian to extend the gospel, I'm heartened by Patrick's desire to go uh, onto the frontier spaces and share the good news. And so I would just say for you, what does it look like for you to be about mission and evangelism? A number of years ago when I was doing that same doctoral work, we surveyed our church relative to certain values that we felt were going to be really important 
to be a healthy church moving into the 21st century, and evangelism was one of those values. And uh, Trinity, the church where I pastor at the time, evangelism was the weakest value in terms of response um, from our membership. They, they said, this is something you're not good at. And we endeavored to change that. And thinking about Patrick was one of the reasons why we actually put a flag in the ground and said, we are going to be serious about evangelism. So um, when we're not in the midst of a global pandemic, um, I, I uh, participate in two alpha courses a year through our church where we have hundreds of people, many of whom are not Christians, in an environment at a local brewery drinking beer and hearing us talk about Jesus. And I just want to say to you, the Lord has got a calling on each and every one of us to be serious about mission and evangelism. And it may be uh, through a church, or it might just be being the hands and feet of Jesus at your place of work or in your family, your neighborhood. Patrick was dedicated to mission and evangelism, and he pushed the frontiers. I think we need to think about what that looks like for us. The second thing that Patrick did that I really love is he established hubs of learning, worship, and community all over Ireland. Uh, he did this through the establishment of monasteries. And when you think of a monastery, you might think of a really um, sedate or, or austere, severe place where worship and singing and chanting happens day and night. But these monasteries that St. Patrick established were really um, cultural hubs where Christians gathered to make art, to sing, to worship, to build things, to garden, to farm, to transcribe and draw beautiful um, biblical texts with art in the margins. These monasteries were actually like cultural hubs of vibrance. And so what happened for the Irish community was they began to look at these cultural hubs and think, this is a really compelling place. And it happens that all these people are Christians. And it's one of the places of genius uh, in Patrick's ministry. He recognized that it wasn't enough just to gather in church and, and sing and worship and read the Bible, that Christians needed to demonstrate a vibrant and vital community where everything from farming to work to industry to creativity to art to culture uh, to worship, uh, these things were all expressed there, scholarship, theological training. But it was so much more than just church. And I believe that as we are going to engage and hopefully as Christians come out of a pandemic and engage a post-Christian world, we need to recognize that God doesn't want churches just to huddle on Sundays and hope for the best. He wants us to be the kinds of people who gather in community and see beautiful, powerful expressions of creativity and culture happen. So what does it look like for you and me to live into that now? I actually think I've, I think we have an invitation in front of us right now. I have had a lot of conversations with Christian pastors who are just simply waiting for things to get back to normal, waiting for the pandemic to end and us just to get back to Sundays as normal, thinking that's the church. And at the church where I serve as pastor, one of the things that we believe we have taken away, taken out of this uh, COVID season that we're going to carry into a future season is that rather than just simply focusing on what it looks like to be the church gathered on Sunday, we are focusing more and more of our energy on what it means for the church to be the church scattered Monday through Saturday, because it's in those scattered pockets of community that we can embody some of what Patrick did in Ireland. We can create cultural beauty, the vibrancy that's not just a building of church. It's something bigger. It's what happens when the people of God get together. 
And I just heard recently from our community pastor at Trinity, the church where I serve as pastor, that during the pandemic, we've got roughly 800 people registered and participating in community groups where learning and eating and praying and serving and creating is happening. And I believe that's the call of God on all of us. He wants us to establish hubs of learning, worship, and community, not just look at a church building that sits empty uh, Monday through Saturday. He wants you to be a part of something vibrant. That was something beautiful in the, in the English and Irish movement of monasticism. And, and finally, um, Patrick uh, taught us that we need to think outside the box. He was super innovative. He was an entrepreneur. Um, we owe so much to St. Patrick's missionary work. Um, do you know that so much was lost during the fall of Rome, but it was Irish monasteries that preserved so many of the ancient classical works of the Roman Empire? Um, I don't even know that we would know a lot about ancient Rome um, after the fall if it weren't for the Irish monastic communities that created um, scholastic works and monks copying things down. I believe the Lord wants you and me to be entrepreneurial, to be innovative, to think outside the box. One of the reasons why I'm an Anglican is that Anglicans believe in speaking the context and engaging in the vernacular of people around us. Um, I believe the Lord wants you and me to be nimble and missional in the way that we engage. And so tonight, uh, when I um, maybe have a, a glass of Jameson whiskey or a Guinness and eat some, uh, some stew with potatoes and carrots in it, I'm going to raise a glass to St. Patrick. Uh, and I'm going to ask the Lord to make me a leader, to make me a Christian who embodies that same spirit that Patrick brought to the British Isles, specifically to Ireland. Father, I pray uh, that you would give us the courage to think like missionaries today as we honor one of um, the West's greatest missionaries. Lord, we thank you for the fact that Patrick was uh, bold enough to push the envelope, to go to the frontier. We pray that we would do some equivalent in our own life. We pray, God, that you would give him, uh, give us a spirit like Patrick had uh, to create clusters of community for us to find our people, not just come to a church on Sunday, but to think of what it means to be a people creating, worshiping, creating community. And Lord, I pray that we would also be people who think outside the box. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you, God, for your call on our life to think as missionaries. And we celebrate today the life of our brother Patrick. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.